proteins, you want to try to get as much white. There are two different types of carbohydrates, and they react entirely different in our body. So our energy comes from fats, and we need to eat more fats. When you count calories, I didn't even count vegetables because they don't... They don't have much calories. You can have a whole plate, and it's like 28 calories. Welcome to Exploring Mind and Body with Drew Tadia. Drew is an expert in nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. And he wants to help you live a healthier, longer, and more active life. Now here's your host, Drew Tadia. Welcome to another edition of Nationally Syndicated Exploring Mind and Body. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our True Form Life community. We're coming at you with a brand new show. We appreciate whether you're listening on terrestrial radio across the country or as a podcast around the world. We certainly wouldn't be here without you. So stick around. We got all that coming up. This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. I'll mention real briefly, the four macronutrients are proteins, they are antioxidants slash fiber, which is your vegetables, you have fats, and then you have carbohydrates. I guess there's kind of challenging a bit to understand how they all work together and how they work separately, I suppose. Fats in particular give us energy and they also give us brain fuel. Fats can have lubricate our joints, for example. Like There's a lot of different things that fats can do, but in most cases, they give us energy and they help with brain function. So they're super important, obviously. One of the things that is controversial is the type of fats or the type of fats and how they process in our bodies. So there's gets quite in depth, like different chains of fats, like medium chain, short chain, and long chain. They all process differently in our bodies. So that's why it gets confusing when it comes to oils. So Drew already told you the four. So one of the ones that I like to always highlight or talk about is like because we're usually always obsessed with one of the macros right and the important thing is is to get a balance of about four macros in in our diet that's the most important thing so usually we're obsessed with getting enough protein right especially when we are focusing on more of a plant-based diet or people are always asking drew and i how do you get your protein if you don't eat red meat or how do you get your protein in if you don't eat meat every day animal animal products so there are lots of people who are kind of concerned or about that and we'll talk about that when we go over protein fats usually people are scared of because in our mind we think that when we talk about fats we talk about healthy fats which we will teach you what is a healthy fat what is an unhealthy fat But usually we're scared of fats. Most people are. We're ingrained in our head that eating fats will make us fat. And that is not true. Eating certain fats will make you fat (laughs) or could, right? Put on body weight. Yeah, the good fats actually eat the bad fats. Yeah. So you need the bad fats to eliminate. You You need the good fats to eliminate the bad fats. But the problem is most people who um, are scared of fats will just cut out fats altogether even healthy fats, which doesn't work so well. Bad idea. <laughs> you don't have the brain function that we're talking about. Yeah, the energy, like sustained energy. So that's what we're going to talk about is which fats add or complement or are helpful 
for our bodies and which ones are detrimental to our bodies. So healthy fats is something that we need. Like we need healthy fats in our lives. We need it in our diets. Fats are actually fuel. I don't know where it comes from where people think that protein, like meat protein is, is our energy. It's not. It's not. So our energy comes from fats and we need to eat more fats in our diet. So Dorothy talked about brain health, for example. One of the main benefits of healthy fats. You can also look at lubrication for joints, ligaments and joints. So fat, fats actually help with that. So a lot of people don't get enough fats to help with their joints, especially later on in life, because then we deal with um, arthritis. And that is the like bone rocking on bone, bone there. Bone. So that's a problem. And healthy fats can help with that. And the other thing is, is good fats eat bad fats. So everyone eats fats. Like it doesn't matter. Like in most cases, it's saturated fats or fats that are going to do harm to your body. Most people eat those. Like it's in processed food. It's in like hydrogen. Hydrogenated oils and peanut butter. Thank you. And um, it's in deep fried food, for example. So most people eat that on a regular basis, at least semi-regular basis. And then they're afraid of like an avocado. Avocado has too many calories, but you're having, the, you're having fries that were just deep fried in hydrogenated oils. But if you have good fats, they'll eat the bad fats. But everyone's so afraid of good fats, they just stuck with the bad fats. Mm-hmm. So what well, there's some examples of the bad ones. Like the hydrogenated oil is usually like a low quality, quality vegetable oil that's yeah. rancid. Yes. Yeah. When it comes to carbohydrates, we have two different car- type of carbs. So we are believers, as you guys know, of a well-balanced diet. We believe that you need all the macronutrients. You have different diets. Like I think Adkins might've been the first one. Keto is a big one. I don't really know paleo. It's funny that people like people often like, what do you think of this diet or that diet? I'm, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And I don't mean to say that because I don't want to talk about it. It's just, I don't spend my time studying other types of diets, we don't diet, like we don't diet, we don't talk about diet, we don't teach diets. But these diets in particular are, as far as I know, no, there's no carbs in there. But that's not how we live, that's not what we teach. We believe that you should have a well-balanced diet of all the macronutrients. So hopefully after this series, you'll all understand and know what a macronutrient is. And we have should have four to make a complete meal. So when it comes to carbs in particular, carbs react differently in our body. So if you are consuming a complex carb, that reacts differently than a simple carb. Now, I, I don't think there's a problem with carbs. I think that there's a problem with how we see carbs. So a lot of people see carbohydrates and they just automatically in their brain relate that to gained weight. Oh, you hear people all the time. I could eat a, he could eat whatever he wants. All I have to do is look at a donut, not gain 10 pounds. You hear that stuff, but there's a, I really feel like mentally, when you have that connection, visually, when words are connected, you can, like, that is energy. Like, you're converting that energy. So if you see carbohydrates and all you think of is gaining weight, then I feel like your body's going to find a way to gain weight when you introduce carbs into your life. But there's different types of carbs that people don't understand. And then there's portion sizes that is really challenging for a lot of people to control. And I think, like I said, it's not, it's the type of carbs as well and how much you're consuming. 
Carbs are in every meal, very similar to a meat. But in most cases, we have like an oatmeal for breakfast. We have toast. We have French toast. Pancakes are usually made from carbs. And then for lunch, you have bread. Like you have a sandwich for bread. Like you make it at home. You go to Subway. So you always have a bread or some type of bread. Or maybe you have a pasta. But for dinner, for sure, we have pasta. Like that's the main dish. Or you have a bread roll on the side of your pasta. Or in most cases, we have a rice or a quinoa. Um, probably not a quinoa. In most cases, we have like a white rice or a white potato on our plate. And that's the side. So we're just very carb heavy, which I think has translated to people being afraid of carbs. Dr. Hyman, I'm so confused about this low carb, no carb, high carb. I don't get it. What should I be eating? Are carbs bad for you? Are they good for you? What should I eat? Well, I've got something surprising to say to many of my listeners who've been following my work for a long time. Carbohydrates are the single most important thing you can eat for health and weight loss. And you're thinking right now, Dr. Hyman, have you gone nuts? What are you talking about? Carbohydrates? I thought you were always talking about how bad they are and how they cause diabetes and diabetes and insulin resistance and heart disease and make you fat and everything. So why would you be telling us to eat carbs? Why? Because all plant foods are carbohydrates. And when I'm talking about carbs, I'm talking about the good carbs are what we call slow carbs. These are carbs that don't spike your blood sugar. And these are fruits and vegetables. And nuts, even nuts and seeds contain carbs. These carbs are very low glycemic. They don't spike insulin. They don't spike blood sugar, which is the key here. And you know why they're so important? Because they contain all these amazing molecules called phytochemicals. So for example, broccoli, you could eat like 21 cups of broccoli. And good luck if you can eat it. That's like 750 calories. But the net effect on your body would be not to spike your blood sugar. It would not be to actually increase insulin. It would actually be to fill your body with fiber and phytochemicals. If you have a lot of potatoes, probably not a good idea, especially the hybridized potatoes. But you know what? The little fingerling potatoes that come from Peru, those purple or red or little non-starchy potatoes, those are actually better for you. They have more phytonutrients. They don't spike your blood sugar as much. So you actually want to eat very original foods. Don't eat processed foods. Think about how far it went from the farm to your fork. If it took a lot of steps of processing, that's not good. But if it's a whole real fresh fruits or vegetables, those are all carbs. In fact, we should have 75% at least of our plate being these non-starchy vegetables and some low glycemic fruit like berries. That's okay. And then the rest of it is good quality fats and good quality protein to balance out your diet. But by volume, most of your diet should be carbs. By calories, it won't be, right? Because you could eat 21 cups of broccoli, if good luck, and that's only 700 calories. But the truth is you, you really get most of your calories from fat and from protein and very few from carbs. That's the key. High glycemic carbs are the bad ones. Pasta, bread, potatoes, rice, processed foods, a lot of grains, even whole grains sometimes can cause spikes in blood sugar. Now there's some other really cool carbs. One of them is called resistant starch. Resistant starch is a type of starch that doesn't spike your blood sugar, that improves insulin sensitivity and can even affect diabetes beneficially. And it also acts as a prebiotic to help fertilize all the good bugs. And that's another reason you want a lot of carbs because they provide fiber. They provide all the nutrients that help fertilize the good bugs in your gut. So remember, you want to eat carbs, you want to eat the right carbs. You want to eat slow carbs, slow carbs that don't spike your blood sugar. In most cases, we have like a huge bowl or a huge plate of pasta. So having a smaller one, like portion control would be beneficial. And then paying attention to what it is. Or then I, this summer, we experimented with kvass pasta. You can buy, I think they were like a sweet potato combination. You can buy quinoa pasta. Those are all really good choices as well, especially instead of a white pasta. When it comes to carbs, we have our simple carbs. So simple carbs, the simple way to remember simple carbs is in most cases, the white ones. So you could look at white bread, white pasta, white rice, 
white potatoes. So those are roughly what we usually have on our plate. If you go to the other side, it's usually the darker one. So that's a, that's called a complex carb. So the complex carb is complex or slow digesting carbohydrates. So in most cases, you don't find too many nutrients in the white, the white stuff, like the white bread. I think of Wonder Bread, white bread, you know, white, white potatoes, white rice, whatever there's like white pasta. You don't find a whole lot of nutrients, especially fiber. We want fiber to actually slow the digestion so it'll last longer. So here's the thing. If you have white carbs, it processes it like a sugar. It's almost the same thing as eating a candy. So in most cases, you need the fiber and you also need the energy. So when you get a simple carb, you get a spike in your blood sugar and we don't want that spike. We want it to be even. <laughs> That's better than up and down like that because anytime you have a spike in your blood sugar, it always comes a crash and you always go lower than you go higher. So if you have complex carbs, you don't have that spike in your blood sugar levels. And you also have sustainable energy, mostly because there's fiber, which slows the digestion and it, which means it'll give you lasting sustainable energy. So you have white rice or like Chinese food or sushi is one. Like usually, like we sometimes we try to find the brown rice ones. It's harder to find. But if you have sushi, for example, it's, it's still clean. Like it's usually it's fresh. You have the seaweed in there. Like we usually order almost all veggies when it comes to sushi. But you're hungry, right? You're hungry not long after you have sushi. Same thing with Chinese food. I think it's the white rice that acts almost as a filler for our belly, but a, but it acts as a sugar and it processes it very quickly and you don't have sustainable fullness. You don't have sustainable energy. It's all like a spike and then there's a crash and then it's over. So if you look at the dark colored carbs, we're looking at sweet potatoes and quinoa. That's very high at the top, near the top of the list as well. It's called the pseudo grain but it's actually in the seed category so that's why it's better than than a regular grain so a regular grain could cause inflammation in the body for some people like oats for example they're they are difficult to digest i think that's in part because they may not be gluten-free their oats must be gluten-free otherwise they're spraying them with the gmo spray which causes them to dry quicker so back to the complex carbs we talked about Sweet potato, we talked about quinoa, for example. But those are the brown ones. Those are the ones we suggest that you have. Oats is another one. Like, I'm a fan of oats. Like I said, you have to be careful of how much you're consuming. But we, oatmeal is something that we regularly consume. That's really the basics of understanding that there are two different types of carbohydrates and they react entirely different in our body. I was just going to point out that protein's kind of backwards to the carb talk that Drew had with you guys. We talked about getting away from the white stuff, the, the white bread, the white rice, the white pasta, because that's really hard for our bodies to digest. And you want to go for the more colorful stuff, the more colorful carbs, like sweet potatoes, for example. But with proteins, it's kind of the flip-flop. You want to try to get as much white, like egg white and chicken, fish, fish as much white as possible because those are going to be the easiest to digest. So it's kind of funny how it flip-flops. So when it comes to meat proteins, we have a tier of easier to digest. So the problem is when it comes to digestion, most people deal with digestion issues and it's because of the hard to digest foods that they're putting in their body. So if you were to put like... I would put egg whites and fish at the very top of easy to digest. So if you're eating egg whites or fish on a regular basis, you would have better, your digestion will be, or work at a better rate than 
if you're having red meat three nights a week. So red meat would be on the bottom. Red Hardest to digest. That's right. So you have your, you have your, let's say egg whites. Egg whites without the yolks are probably like digest very quickly. Um, so you have, let's say eggs, then we have fish, and then we can look at chicken, turkey. Those are probably very, very similar. And then you could look at pork isn't even there. Like those ones are like pork or like lamb or I don't know who eats that. Maybe you guys do, but we don't. But um, then we would put red meat, which most people eat. So um, it's a tough one because we're in Alberta and we have friends and family who work on farms, own farms, have cattle. It's not that we're trying to tell you not to eat it. The problem with Alberta is the size of the red meat and the frequency. So having a huge steak three nights a week or steak turned into ground beef doesn't mean I'm not having steak. <laughs> you know, I don't have steak three times a night. Like I only have it twice and I have ground beef twice. So that is the biggest issue is the frequency and size when it comes to hard to digest food. I never, I grew up on the East Coast. We don't really do steak. And I mean, I don't, I don't even remember doing it. <laughs> like having it as a kid. But anyway, and I came out to Alberta, I was like, oh my gosh, why is their steak so big? I don't get it. <laughs> oh, and our birds have no idea. Like I've been all I over the world. And I've seen I've seen how people eat steak and you come back and you're still like, wow, that's a big piece of meat. <laughs> so four ounces is more than enough if you want to have a steak or if you want to have some ground beef or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And we would suggest that on a less frequent basis than some of the easy digest we talked about. Mm -hmm. People think there's only three macros. Or if you ask most people how many macros there are, most people would say three. There's actually four. There's four. The fourth macro is your antioxidant category. So this is going to be your fiber category. And it often gets forgotten about because, like we've mentioned in previous shows, usually we're obsessed with one of the macros. We're obsessed with getting enough protein or not enough protein, <laughs> or we are scared of fats. For example, we've talked about this or there's all kinds of different, no carb diets, for example. So usually there's an obsession with one of those macros and then the antioxidant category, nobody's really no thinking love. about, there's no love for that one. No love. <laughs> so usually it gets forgotten about. So this is our vegetable, basically our fiber category. Super important to keep our bodies nutritionized and balanced. It's funny because it is one of the most important categories, but one that is the least talked about, which is, which is interesting. So the, the last macronutrient, we like to call this antioxidants and fiber, which is um, vegetables, basically. And people don't want to talk about vegetables because it's like, what's for dinner? Steak and potatoes. What's for dinner? Pot roast, for example. And uh, so it's, it's not really talked about. And then, so when I used to count, I used to count calories. And when you count calories, I didn't even count vegetables because they don't... They, they don't have much calories. You can have a whole plate and it's like... 28 calories <laughs> or it's like under a hundred calories. Like what's the point? And I remember when I was trying to gain weight and make sure I got enough protein or increase my carbs or fats, the, the antioxidants fiber category didn't really do anything. So it was almost not even worth counting. Actually. In fact, I didn't really count it from in most cases. So that's why a lot of people like weigh your food, count your calories. Like, they just forget about it because it doesn't really... I was feeling like you were going to say it doesn't really matter. 
But the crazy thing is, is that it matters the most because antioxidants are what we need to fight off free radicals. And free radicals is what does the damage to our cells and, and to, to our body. So we could talk about, uh, like, there's some free radicals that we can't control, like environmental pollution, for example, we can't control. And I mean, the other free radicals we can control, like alcohol, tobacco. Refined sugar. Refined sugar. Processed food. Processed food. Like we can control all that, but it's pretty doubtful that we are 100% radical free. (laughs) So we need to get our our antioxidants in there so that this damage to our cells doesn't build up. So that's why we say like sometimes there's external circumstances that you're not able to control. So when it comes to building yourself, or re- repairing yourself, we have to do certain things because even though there's some things like we can control, like processed food, refined sugar, alcohol, and such, most of us don't avoid the most of that. Don't avoid that completely altogether. Mm-hmm. So then, when it comes to when it comes to free radicals, we have to understand like this is actually healing; it's repairing our tissues. Not to say that the other ones don't, but this is just a really like plant-based food. All the beautiful colors of the rainbow, um, you know, fiber, the antioxidants, the, the reds, the purples, like those are going to be healing. But in most cases, we stick around like the browns and whites. So true. So antioxidant rich food is colorful food, like Drew was saying. That's why we always say Count your colors, not your calories. (laughs) Because we want to make sure that we have a nice variety of colors. I'm I'm pretty obsessed with colors. So when you have your salad, for example, she likes to have here enough tomato in there, you can't have a red pepper, you can't have an orange pepper. It's got to be a different color. But if you have a carrot in there, you can't have an orange pepper. you got to have a yellow pepper. Yellow pepper. I like the purple onion sometimes. We do... Cabbage, we do blueberries. Blueberries, tons of antioxidants and blueberries that should be at the top of the list. Um, that's definitely beneficial. But red, like red peppers. So it's, that's why it's important. So look, when we when we have refined sugar, alcohol, tobacco, those processed food, that actually damages our skin and damages our ligaments, tendons, the refined sugar increases the chances of osteoporosis, almost like speeds it up, for example. So these things are detrimental to our health. They actually ruin the collagen in our skin. So we have to have the free radicals. You can look at um, lycopene is one of them. Those are really found, usually found in tomatoes. Um, there's a lot of different minerals that help. And that's not all. You could look at, um, well, this is going slightly off topic, but you could look at I like the, the skin of healthy fats from avocado or the skin of mango. I did an interview with the guy and he was talking about rubbing the skin on your face for all the vitamins. So those are, those are just different options. Just to understand that plants heal, like we believe plants heal, plants cure, plants prevent, but we have to eat them on a regular basis. And unfortunately people don't really eat them. Mm. And if they do, it's very it's a small. little amount. Like even if you go out to like the restaurant, <laughs> They're like, oh, that comes with the side salad. And it's like, <laughs> like where's my salad? Because <laughs> we're used to like a bowl of a set, like a big bowl, bowl joint bowl. Or because we eat so many, so many vegetables, like when we sit down, we have like a big bowl of vegetables, and then you go to a restaurant, and they like the smallest portion of the vegetables, and like, oh, 
Where's the rest of the vegetables? But you know what else, too, about the fiber category, antioxidant fiber category, is that it helps you have proper bowel movements as well, yes. which we know is super important for our health. But that's the problem with a lot of people. Like we hear from a lot of people that have digestion issues, like constipation. Um, you can look at gas bloating. But when you're backed up like that, not having proper bowel movements, it's very uncomfortable. Oh. I think we've all been there. Or when you run for five hours, <laughs> you don't really get the proper nutrition, right? So I really feel like a lot of people that struggle with having proper bowel movement, it's, it's a big factor of not having the proper amount of fiber going through your system. And I'm not talking about like a, um, like an oat brand cookie, for example. Or you know what? I saw these cookies. I, they're actually called like digestive cookies or... Buddies. Digestive buddies. And I read the ingredients and I was like, oh my gosh. That's going to do the opposite of helping digestion. Yeah. How could they claim that they're going to help with digestion? I think I have no idea. I think they just came up with a really low quality cookie that was cheap to make. And we're like, here, this is well digestion. Well, I think they just had like bran in them or something. Mm. And we know that bran, high fiber. So it's supposed to help with digestion. But oh my gosh. The ingredients. So tell them about preparing Excuse me. preparing the different ways to prepare the vegetables or cook them. I think we get stuck in one way to prepare veggies, and it really determines whether we like that one or not. <laughs> like for example, if you, for example, let's take Brussels sprouts. You can have them so many different ways. Roasted is what we recommend. But if you've only ever had Brussels sprouts, let's say, boiled or steamed, and you don't like them, then you could try them a different way. Barbecued or baked. Barbecued or baked. How are you doing? Another thing is that you don't want to... A lot of reasons why people don't like stir fries, for example, <laughs> is because they're cooked for too long. You'll want to make sure that your veggies are still a little bit crisp and crunchy. Not only does it keep the nutrients in better... Right, because whenever we cook food, we do some nutrients. But if we don't <laughs> cook the veggies till they're mushy, <laughs> then we're getting more nutrients. But it's also more satisfying, like to taste, mm -hmm. to eat. No, just taste better, and you don't want to have something that doesn't taste very good. Yeah, your Brussels sprouts should be the same consistency as your mashed potatoes, or as we went over in the carbs macronutrient. Your mashed sweet potato. Sweet potato. <laughs> you actually had sweet potatoes tonight. Yeah, on the barbecue. Delicious. And broccoli. So preparing your vegetables is a big thing because if you're not preparing them properly, then they don't taste very good. If they don't taste very good, you're not going to eat them. Mm -hmm. So that's a big one. So we would recommend staying away from boiling your vegetables. That would be a problem because all the nutrients get lost in the water. And then it's hard to... I don't know how you, what do you do? You poke your veggie vegetable? Like, how do you tell when it's done? You know, like if you're, we do a lot of barbecuing in the summer or in the oven, we just, you can stir it, you know, and you can like poke it and you can tell how crispy it is or how it's cooked in the middle. But in the boiling it, I think a lot of times it becomes overboiled, overcooked, overcooked. And then you poke it with a fork and it falls no, off and it's like, yeah, it's kind of yeah. gross. Yeah, so roasting, sauteing would probably be the best. Sauteing is fine as long as you're not, as long as you, you try to stay away from a Teflon pan. Mm. That's 
toxic. And then stay away from like margarine or those sprays. Oh, yeah. You want to avoid those. I think that's the biggest issue is with, with, or like vegetable oils. Like I think frying, like we say sauteing and frying, it's the same thing. But if you are, I would say sauteing is a nice pan with coconut oil. (laughs) And frying is a Teflon pan with vegetable oil. (laughs) That's how I'm going to differentiate the tuna. I suppose steamed is always an option too, but if you've ever steamed veggies, the like the water, like same thing as boiling, right? All the water or all the nutrients gets lost. Not so much. Like steaming is okay. Yeah. But I just don't think it's. I don't think people really enjoy it. I don't because you don't get like any crispy outside. Right. And then like it's hard to flavor. You could probably steam and then flavor after, but mm-hmm. I like the flavor while it's cooking. Yeah. All right, that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. Once again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our True Form Life community. You can always find us on facebook.com slash trueformlife. We post stuff there a couple times a day on our story. We're always trying to bring you more content around living a healthy lifestyle, whether that be nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. We also have free challenges that we do at least once a month. So if you follow us along there, you'll be able to join maybe a plank challenge or a squat challenge, Tabata challenge, whatever it may be we'd love to have you join us we're also on instagram.com slash drew tadia again we're posting up there a couple times a day along with our story all dedicated to keeping you fit and healthy and on track our main website is trueformlife.com if you want to check out some of our products some of our services or if you just want some great content from videos to blog posts and recipes and more we got all that at trueformlife.com. Once again, thank you so much for being here. That's it. That's all I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia, in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com.